and welcome, sorry, welcome to our world with your host, Ned Boy and Doc. Ned, how are you, sir? Uh, everything's good. What's going on with you? Uh, I'm good, man. I did my running around early, and now I'm back home chilling out and ready to go. All right, let's get to it. Okay, now before we really move on with anything in the show, I just want to say, you know, I'm feeling, and you, you're going to have to uh, enlighten me and the audience about what's going on with this Richard Rojas. I'm sure people have seen the TMZ video. We read stuff, but you have that local media. I'm sure he's on every channel up there. Was this guy high? Yeah, uh, from what the first reports are, he's he was high on possibly K2, which is a synthetic form of, well, they say synthetic form of marijuana, but uh, other people say it's not a synthetic form of marijuana. It's just synthetic, uh, and it makes you hallucinate. Yes, so, he, did. he looked crazy when he came out the car. Yeah, he definitely looked crazy. He looked like, uh, I'm surprised he didn't get shot, because well, most of the time, in certain parts of Times Square, they got the cops out there with the, those uh, assault rifles. But I guess they wasn't uh, around yesterday. And uh, just in case anybody does not know what this is about, this is a 26-year-old vet from the Bronx, a native New Yorker, who in his Honda Accord mowed down 22 people and killed a young lady in the process. Yeah, which is, to me, this is insane for the simple fact that's one over over the different parts of the world, terrorism is happening that way now, and people getting in cars and mowing people down. So when you hear a story like that, you automatically think it was terrorist-related, especially in uh, with something like that happening in New York. But I think it also brings to a bigger story, okay, uh, K2, which is already marked illegal in 2015 by our current mayor, but also... I mean, you know, his defense would probably be PTSD and all this other stuff, being that he was a vet. So I, I, I think it brings up a bigger, com- a larger conversation. Like when you're walking down the street, you always see like these vets begging for money and stuff like that. I'm like, so what programs do they have for these people when they come home? Uh, listen, there haven't been programs for vets. Let's say since the Vietnam conflict, because Vietnam gave America its first opiate addicts, I mean, in yeah. mass numbers. America, you know, without really going too depth, deep into it, America, 19, let's say, 1960s, very few heroin addicts, period. By 1972, I know that and I think this number is correct, and this is not even with me doing research. This is just past knowledge. 1.5 million heroin addicts in America. Think about how many people that is in local communities, neighborhoods, sometimes whole neighborhoods of men. Most of those were vets. You know, That's the thing. I think that they need to – so they use and abuse the vets. And then when they get home, just throw them back into society. Basically. You know what? Uh, That's just the way our military has been structured. Post-Korea War. We went to, we became a different nation after the civil rights movements, after 
they seen that their children would actually protest against their government. It's never been the same country. Never yeah. been the same country. Pre that, it was a different country. They took pride on taking care of their boys. Because back then, it was really no women to worry about in conflicts. Yeah. Now we have women in conflict. Like, uh, I've seen something today. Which I found bizarre, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really frown on it because it's American children. They came up with something down here where the federal government is actually gonna put thirty million dollars into opiate rehabs and programs. See now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think because they, they've been having high heroin outbreaks in uh, the majority's community. Right. Now, let, I mean, we can be we can be a little cutthroat on this without even sounding wrong. The rooster has come home. The yeah. rooster is diseased. And that rooster, they don't want to disease the next generation and their little brothers and sisters. So they got to nip this shit in the bud. It's hardcore. Now, the thing that's funky about it is this country use prison as alternative for others. Yeah. But when the rooster comes home and he ain't got those pretty um, feathers no more, they're using education. They're throwing money at it. They're throwing programs at it. I mean, think about it. We talked about this a couple of shows ago. Now it's like almost mandatory in a cop car that they have that uh, uh, that shot. Uh, yeah. The Lazarus uh, shot. Yeah. To revive kids who are basically dead or old deed. Imagine if they would have had programs for for the crack epidemic. It might have saved thousands upon thousands of families. Instead of just saying "just say no" campaign, and we're talking about programs. Yeah, education. Actually, informing people on what this drug is going to do to you, how it's going to affect you how it affects others, and working towards getting you to get your ass away from it. Yep. Or even having social programs. Say you take $30 million and you put it in ghettos around America and you give kids alternatives. Uh, you have an alternative to slinging crack. You could now get a trade, uh, whatever, learn computers. Especially back then, in the beginning, this is the birth of computers. Yeah, I was nope. talking about this the other day. People be talking about like Chicago with all the crime and stuff. I'd be like, if people, if you don't really know this, a lot of this stuff spiked when they cut a lot of funding from like education as far as like after school programs and stuff like that. Where do you want these kids to go? Nine times out of ten, they're going to hang out on the street. Me, me and my wife was talking about this the other day. I don't even know if this a place like this exists. Now, I never went. But like, does something like the fresh air foundation even exists i mean where they send kids away to summer camp i mean uh, i think they still i think they're still around oh okay you know but it's not a, it's, also there's not as many sleepaway camps that there used to be that's like uh that you can get a subsidy for where you ain't got to pay like five thousand dollars out of your pocket oh wow low-income to middle-income families have five thousand dollars to send their kid to uh sleepaway camp yeah, yeah, used to be in my generation. I mean, I went, I went to camp so long that I was actually told that I could no longer go to camp 
because I <laughs> entered my freshman year of high school. Yeah. So I was 13 years old. I was 13 when I entered my freshman year of high mm. school. And my football coach actually happened to be up at the camp, scouting the camp, because that's where we was going to have our summer football camp. And when I see my coach up there, he was like, listen, don't tell me you still go to sleepaway camp. I was like, yeah, coach. He was like, this is your last year going to sleepaway camp because we're not having this shit. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, I'm 13. And I'm not a tall guy. But by 13, now I'm the biggest kid in camp. Oh. And, and if, you, if you know me, there's no place on earth that I am the biggest of anything. It's like he's one of the counselors. Yeah, yeah, I'm 13. I'm, I'm starting to get into puberty. You know, I, 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 my voice is changing, you know. I I'm, enjoy sleeping away, kid. I think it, if you give kids that now, it gives them opportunity to learn some form of life skills. And if, also if you have them in some form of program where they're not running the streets, it gives them ways to learn how to use a computer. How many kids don't know how to use a computer? Hmm. I still meet people who ask me, can I help them with their resume? Oh, wow. If you're in high school, you should know how to – I'm talking senior, junior, senior. You should know how to at least put together a resume, the format. Well, that's true. And, see, I'm a bedside kid, but I am a proud menacing camp many years goer, which is in Harlem, New York. Yeah, I live right next to menacing. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I went to camp menacing. For years, my friend. Now, how my yeah, parents found camp, so. how my parents found out about Camp Menacing, I will never know, and I don't care. I did appreciate my summers there. Yeah, I survived New York. I never got in no trouble because I wasn't home. <laughs> yeah, I always say you have to occupy these kids' time. People who have no time, especially now, and they get bored, they're going to probably end up doing some form of mischief. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say that once I, after 13, through going to the Navy, uh, I had plenty of free time on my hand now. Yeah. So, you know, but then, you know, back then, we go from that to you could get a summer job. And I was lucky enough to actually several summers get summer jobs. Yeah, that's what I always tell people. If you don't want to go to school, if you're going to quit, if you know you're going to quit school, I'm not advocating for people out there to quit school, but if you're going to quit school, go get a fucking trade. Become a plumber. Learn how to – I always tell people HVAC. Every job needs an HVAC person. So that job is constantly hiring. Go get a trade. Something that you like, something that you're interested in, something that you can grow. Maybe you even love. You always uh, wanted to do. It's, it's no shame in it. You know what? If people stop listening to their buddies and thinking that they're selling out by doing right, do right always instead of wrong. That's yeah, not the way I look just, at it. You can't just quit school and say, I'm just going to hang out on this block real quick. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's true yeah, to your buddy. figure it out. Yeah. And then when your ass is ass out and you are literally that guy standing in front of a train station with your hands out and you got your whole life in a uh, – a glad bag, basically, you know, that's just not a cute look. Yeah, there has to be a point where people grow up. I look at my life now, and I'm like, oh, I could have did a lot of things differently. But now I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, I'm going to start doing, I'm going to start investing in my future. It's, a little, it's never too late, but 
now now I, I'm finally at the point where I'm like, oh, I could, I should even though I should have done it earlier, I'm like point now where I'm like, I'm going to get this started. Have goals in life. You know what? There is never too. It's only too late when they close the casket. Yep. You know. Now you have to uh, enlighten me because I don't really know what's going on. What is this new uh, information on Anthony Weiner? What is he up to now? Well, TMZ just reported today that uh, he pled guilty in federal court, and he might have to register as a sex offender and do some and agree to serve prison time for this, sexting with a 15-year-old. This, this Anthony Weiner threw away a good life. Uh, yeah, he could actually be mayor of New York City because even though his past scandal, he was doing good in the polls, and he had another scandal that knocked him down. Anthony Weiner is like a classic example of a guy who dick rules him. Little head rules big head. Yeah. It, I says, mean, it says Weiner agreed to serve 21 to 27 months in prison and pay a fine of up to 350000 And And what – this is – I'm going to say this, man. I, I, I've thought about this many times. Say a guy has a predilection for young girls. He likes young girls, right? Yep. And he knows it. He, we all know that it's sick and it's wrong. But do you know that there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of grown-ass women who look like young girls? Those are the girls you date. Yep. They're legal, but... She's 22, but she just happens to always look 16. You're legal. You never get in trouble a day in your life. Yeah, I don't know what some people's problems are. I don't know if he was just addicted to to the poom poom. Because then, then he found out the girl was 15 that he was sexing with. But I'm like, dude, you got in trouble before for talking to women, texting women, and, and uh, emailing women. So you should have stopped it the first time. First time you got caught, fine. Second time you get caught, mm, the third. This is your third time getting caught. You have a problem. Yeah, major problem. And see, now you just can't. You can't just call the sexual addiction and say I'm going to do rehab because now somebody wants you to pay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially when you're an educated man of responsibility. It's not like you got fooled or tricked. Just no, you know, anyone else would have had three chances. No, 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 no three strikes. I mean, you know what? there's nothing, and I knew guys like this, and it always troubled me. You know, when we started hitting 24 and 25, and he was still looking at 17-year-olds, I'm like, you're out of pocket. Yeah. Personally, I have never dated a woman, I would say, more than two years younger than me. Ever. In my entire life. Yeah, I would think the people would be like, um... If you date, I, I always got to go. I'm 35. Like, I couldn't date anyone younger than, let's say, 26. So I'm like, what are we going to discuss? We grew up in two different times. I'm pretty sure half the stuff I like, she might like, but it's pretty stuff. There's stuff that she didn't see. Well, she I might know. still have running in her. Man. Your, see, your runner in, her run ain't ended yet. Yeah. You know what? I think that's why a lot of guys get caught out there too, because they dating these younger girls. They in their forties. They down. They extra jealous. Yeah, she's telling you on Friday and Saturday, I'm going out. Yeah. <laughs> now, what do you mean you're going out? And you know what? 
you, there's no stop. I control this. I mean, matter of fact, there's, there's no control. I mean, relationships got to be ebbs and flows. Yeah, it, it goes back and forth. I hate a weak woman. I tell you that. No, oh, yeah, I, definitely. I don't like. I just say something and it goes. No, oh, I need a little bit of fight. You know, you could tell me straight up, go fuck yourself. I like that time to time <laughs> because that means you're thinking, you you're independent, you got your own thought, and I'm not always right. You know what I mean? So yeah. Now listen, man. We I kind of forgot to mention this last time. So it looks like Canelo is going to fight Triple G. Definitely September sixteenth. Do you give Canelo uh, any chance? Uh, I could see Canelo winning the fight. Depends if he how hard can he t- can he take a punch? I don't know if he's ever been tested with a. Well, he fought uh, Cotto, but I don't know if Cotto punches as hard as Triple G. Yeah, so if it goes to decision, I think Canelo can win that fight. So that's that's a big one, and I I don't know how I actually let that one slip my mind because. Canelo ran through uh, Chavez Jr. And uh, Chavez Jr. just stole money as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. That was a waste of pay-per-view. And before everybody gets too happy, Conor and Floyd is only signed on one side. The Conor side. Yeah, just right there. He he just applied for his Nevada boxing license. Who's this, Floyd? Uh, No, no, Conor. Conor. See, it was easy signing Connor because Connor ain't never seen 30, 40, 50, 60, and above million. Yeah. Floyd ain't letting Dana White promote the fight. Floyd well, Dana self-promotes. Said that Dana said they're willing to give him $100 million, which equals to $200 million in pay-per-view revenue. Yeah, but see, here's the deal. He's also saying, I want a part of that pay-per-view. Don't, don't. Oh, yeah. Who the hell is getting that pay-per-view money? Easy, you give me a hundred when you're gonna be making two hundred. Go fuck oh, he's yourself, probably Dana. Cut, he's probably got to cut some of Connor's uh, winnings down from the pay per view. Maybe he'll take Connor's pay per view. The thing is, this how Dana White got to play gangster on Connor is criminal. But see, I think I think that this is what I mean by people signing these exclusivity contracts. He's exclusively signed to UFC, so now you're making UFC. Your promoter. Right. But see, Floyd, Floyd being with the money team, they are self-promote. Nobody promotes their fights. If you think about it, they don't go through Oscar. They don't go through Golden. They don't go through Aram. Floyd promotes his fights. Yeah, he yeah, signs yeah. the – there's no middleman. Yeah, definitely. They just have to uh... – Get him on board, but time is ticking. Uh, I, don't, I don't. Everyone I see to, no one is interested in purchasing this fight. A hundred million. I mean, a hundred. Let's say it's going to be a hundred dollar pay per view. Definitely. A hundred dollar pay per view, and we don't have a clue of what the undercard's going to be. I think it'll be cool to have a boxing slash MMA undercard. Uh, you mean MMA fights or MMA boxing fights? No, no, MMA fights. Like, have some UFC fighters on undercard. Because no one cares. There's it's not a lot of people that care about boxing undercards. Well, There's you know always what? people you never heard of. If, if Dana takes the forefront in the promotion, this would have to be a UFC-promoted fight. I mean, card with a boxing match as the 
main event. Yeah. So and I would, agree with you, you there. Would you think that UFC, then that would be like UFC using a gimmick match? Well, this is this is the UFC becoming the WWE, but because this fight won't be shit. Connor is going to get beat up. <laughs> and and I'm I'm gonna I'm let everybody know. This is straight from the horse's mouth. When you get trained on how to use your hands, your head, your shoulders, your hips, in in the ability to fight, it becomes muscle memory. It becomes a part of what you do because you do this repetitively hours and days on and weeks and months and guys like Floyd, decades. Connor will be beaten up, swollen up. And we know that Floyd's not supposedly the world's biggest puncher. But if you keep dropping, just take a keep, put a raindrop constantly on one spot all, you know, for hours and hours and days and days, it will wear concrete. Yeah, I wonder what will happen, though, because if you're getting your fighter, like Connor's a fighter, so if you're getting your ass beat, do you all of a sudden go into safe mode where you could throw a kick? Connor uh, might throw a kick. Connor is going to, at the very least, you better have a, I mean, a, you better have a referee that's on point because an elbow is coming. Yeah, because I would think it's natural for Connor to throw elbows, to kick, and to wrestle. And but he's not really a wrestler, but let's 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 even go even pettier than this. Something if you have a brother around your age, you can relate to. Because you don't want to really punch your brother's rock off his head, so you dig your your your, your you do shit like dig your chin into his shoulder, yeah. <laughs> or take your shoulder. I can see Connor taking his shoulder and using it as a whip right in the side of uh, Floyd's head. Yeah, because Floyd will grab We all know Floyd will grab you if you get too close. And see, that's the Connor would have to. Here's Connor's prayer. And see, most people say Connor's prayer is a puncher's chance. I don't say that. I say Connor's prayer is to get Floyd in a phone booth and find a way to give him a devastating cut. Oh, yeah. A cut. Because here's the deal. Nobody said this fight has to go 12 rounds to collect. Say no, this no. gets stopped in the second round on a cut. Connor says, you know what? As far as he's concerned, he won. Definitely. He didn't get his ass kicked. This dude's over there bleeding like a pig. So what? I can I see Connor using a headbutt. <laughs> Connor, you're right. You, you said something that makes a lot of sense. Connor has the natural ability to defend himself in every kind of way, shape, form possible, which means knees, elbows, shoulders, hands, feet, legs, thighs, whatever. Yeah, because Connor can't punch from the Nate Diaz fight. But every time I see Connor punch, he doesn't have his guard up. No, that's why he will get, he's going to get... And Floyd's going to punch you back. So unless you're going to knock him out in one punch... Which the only person I've seen hit Floyd where it looked like he was going to go down was uh, Shane Mosley in the second round. And I I don't think Floyd – I've never seen Floyd knees buckle in any other fight. What about that smoking guy? What was his name? Uh, Madonna? Oh, 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 yeah, Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Caught, he caught Floyd with a nice one. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. And then Floyd, Floyd, uh, a rematch. Floyd uh, took him apart. Yeah. So we, we also talked last time – about 
Ice Cube's three-on-three basketball league, and I said I would investigate and see if this thing had a television contract. Yeah. And sure enough, Fox Sports is going to play it all summer. Oh, that's great. And the championship game is going to be live on Fox. So FS1 will be – Monday nights will be that league, three-on-three. They're going to show all the games. I'll definitely check that out. You know, now the Celtics are playing uh, the Cavs, and uh, the Cavs went through them like butter, and I'm kind of expecting the same. Yeah, I think it's. I said I said it's Celtics. I gave them one win, but they need someone other than Isaiah Thomas, and they need they really need a big man, and they just don't have it. They're they're a small team, so pretty sure they're going to be out. And uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, I got no words. Oh, for game La- two was horrible. No words for him. I mean. Did he even come out? Did he come out the dressing room in game two? <laughs> no. Some big dude wearing a number 12 was out there. But was it a dude that's making $23 million a year? Scoring eight points? Which yeah, I, think, I think. I could have saw by like the half he had zero points. He ended up with a grand total of eight points, four for 11 shooting. I mean, it's an abomination what he's doing. I mean, he's exposed himself, and he really comes off as uh, this is just weakness, that there's really no words for this kind of weakness. You know what I mean? You're the star of the team right now, $23 million. You only took 11 shots. It's not like anybody else really other than Jonathan, Jonathan Simmons stepped up. But yeah. When you are this guy, when you're LaMarcus Aldridge, a nine, ten-year vet, you go down swinging. It's not like it's, it's not like it's boxing where you're going to get beat up. It's basketball. Fuck it. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, 11 shots. That's the thing. Yeah, and you know what? At one point, he had two, like two shots by halftime. That's I'm pretty ridiculous. sure there's someone on Boston's bench that had 11 sh- I mean, not Boston's bench. Someone on uh, Golden State's bench that we never heard of that had 11 shots. Yeah, Ian Ian Clark is shooting the ball. I mean, last time I remember Ian Clark, I think he was a Laker. Yeah, I don't even. I didn't even know Ian Clark was still in the league, man. Yeah, it, it, it's funny who you realize is on like the eighth person on someone's bench. Yeah, that's true. And you get you get the damn uh, Celtics. One thing I will say about them: the future's bright for them. I mean they. They're in the conference finals. They end up with the number one lottery pick. Yeah, the Nets uh, the, has to be the dumbest team in NBA history. I just looked this up. So in 2013, when the Nets moved to Brooklyn, they had Lopez, Joe Johnson, and Deron Williams. They thought, oh, let's let's drop the bomb on New York and let's grab Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, J.C. Terry, and some guy named D.J. White. They gave up for those four players who Kevin Garnett, I think, was 37 at the time, and Pierce had to be about 30, 36. They gave up Gerald Wallace, Chris Humphreys, Marshawn Brooks, Chris Joseph, Keith Bogans, three first-round draft picks, 2014, 2016, 2018, and this year, they got this, uh, 2017, they get the swap first-rounders for two yeah. Players out gave them two seasons. 
who were 100 done when they basically done in Boston. Yeah. It, it, that that had to be the worst trade. That might have been one of the worst trades in history. Yeah. Uh, the, the Nets have not cared for a long time. Matter of fact, it's a damn shame. New York City has not one but two clown franchises. Two, both basketball teams are clowns. One is Bonham and Bailey. The other one is the Soul Circus. (laughs) You pick which one is what. I don't care. But they both circuses. And neither one of them even have animals anymore. Nope. I don't understand. You have Brooke Lopez. He's going to give you 25 points. Why can't you get pieces to go around him? You know what? Joe Johnson, ninety million. I think it was like ninety. He took the ninety million from Atlanta. And I don't know. The only one that I would put a question mark on was Deron Williams because his career went from like wine to like spoil you milk. And you know what? At one point, he was one of my top five players in the league. Uh, but that was Deron pre. New York City. He when he was an all star, he was a damn good ball player. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think he came to New York. Even they they tried him in Dallas. It didn't even work out. Now is he on the bench in um, Cleveland? Mm-hmm. Now you got the Lakers. More than likely, it looks like the Lakers are going for Lonzo Ball. Yeah, I don't know Magic. I I, I hope we have. I don't think Boston's gonna take him. Here's the thing. There's two point guards that they say could go one or two. I don't think I don't see Boston taking a point guard. Do they just take the best player? Well, that kid from Washington State, Markel uh, Falky or something like that, he should be the best player. But see, I like Fox. I like a lot of guys that I actually seen in the NCAA tournament. So I don't know. And see, here's sad. Sad thing is the Sixers picked third. The, yeah, Sixers the Sixers have been, I don't know how the hell they get. They keep getting up in the top three. But they don't They don't get any. What do they do? Every year they draft a center? Yeah, every year. I mean, you got L&B, you got Okafor, and then before then, there was another center. I think it was Bennett. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that. Sixers, they need to fire their entire uh, their basketball operations, whoever's doing the scouting. That team has been a mess for at least that seems to be the message Iverson left. Yes, and you got to say, in, in inside Iverson's career when he was running with Iguodala. Now, yeah. the 76ers need to be able to go to the league office and say, listen, I know we're the Philadelphia 76ers, but what we want to do is we want to change our logo. We want to change our name. We want to act like we're a brand-new franchise yeah, and start all over again. Do what Jordan did and, and take over your old moniker. Yeah, it, they, it, they took over the uh, Hornets again. Yeah, it's a, 76 is an abomination. I mean, they actually one of the few teams in the league that make the Nets look all right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know what's wrong with the 76ers. They, 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 had a, they had decent players. Here's the four teams that are clowns. 76ers, and I'm even going to, I'm going to give the Knicks a spare. 76 is the Kings, Timberwolves, and the Nets. 
you can almost guarantee every year nothing good is going to happen to these teams. I always feel like the Timberwolves, they always have a good team, but then somebody always end up, they start playing, always end up hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like after Garnett, they always have bad luck when they start playing, getting hurt. Well, they got Wiggins or somebody like that, and he can't yeah. make it through a season yet. And uh, Ricky Rubio. Yeah, well, Ricky Rubio is basically like a 1950s point guard. Good pass, good dribble, can't shoot, and not as smart as a Jason Kidd, so he doesn't make everybody better. Yep. Now, you can't talk about Lakers basketball without talking about – I'm going to say LeVar Ball is to basketball what Donald Trump is to politics. <laughs> I'm going to give him some credit this week, though, but go ahead. Okay. Now, I'm not going to actually be mad at any man for trying to get the billions, okay? But yeah. to not be selling enough to get a $10 million contract, ask for a billion, and then turn around and say, no, hell with it, I want $3 billion. I think that's when you're insane. Oh, I, I, I thought you were going to talk about his, his, his bad press this week. Oh, well, listen. With the, with the Fox Sports 1 interview. I, I do have something to say that. Look, I don't give a damn how shitty those sneakers and those slippers are. Half of the feet in this country belong to women. Target women, too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I thought that the, you know, people was like, um. When did women stop having dis- feet? He was like, he was disrespecting women. And I was like, well, didn't they hear what that woman said about him last week? But women That's have people, feet, too. Yeah, people, women wear a lot of sneakers. I see a lot of women with Jordans on. And they damn sure wear slippers and sandals and flip-flops. Yep. He doesn't know. He also said. Well, if you can't afford $550, then basically he's not the one marketing for you. He's not marketing to you. Yeah, yeah. So you uh, you basically just shut out half of America. Yeah, he keeps, you know what, he he makes this piece of the pie smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, here, think about this. A guy's hanging out with his woman, they get along, and he says, hey, baby, I'm getting ready to order me those balls. Yeah. All of those ZO2s or whatever the fuck <laughs> they are. And she go, baby, I don't want you buying those. He hates women. He's a misogynist. You know, I'll be pissed off at you if you buy those. Now, a potential customer is not buying it because he just told women, stay in your lane. You know, he just told them, give your money to Dolce & Gabbana or, or Prada or Gucci. Don't give it to me. I don't want it. Yeah, he's a... He's a... That's why I think I don't see I don't think Magic wants to deal with that. I don't see Magic wanting to deal with LeVar Ball. He I, may want to deal with Lonzo Ball, but I don't see him wanting to deal with LeVar Ball. I can see LeVar Ball getting banned from the Staples Center. Oh, uh, you know what? And LeVar Ball to me is such an ass that the first time say say Lonzo signs with the Lakers and for some reason he doesn't start first week or something. And I can see LeVar actually talking to the media and bringing up shit like Magic's HIV. Yeah, definitely. You know what? I just saw him on, on the show with um, Shannon. Oh, shit. Shannon Skip. Skip. And Skip and Shannon, yeah. And yeah. he said 
if the Lakers draft Laval, I mean Lonzo Ball, guaranteed they making it to the playoffs. He okay. must think the Lakers play in the East Coast. They just won twenty two games or something like that this year. <laughs> and I think the he year before that, like nineteen. A guarantee they're gonna make it to the playoffs. And I'm like, well, the only way I see is if maybe if they grab Paul George in the making. And take C P three. Yeah. Uh, no, you know what? I, that's why I, I said that when I wanted to talk about him, when I talk about Lavar Ball, first thing that comes to my mind is if he was living in a neighborhood with you and he was one of your buddies, he'd be like that character on uh, Do the Right Thing. You would call him Bugging Out. Yeah. <laughs> that would be his nickname. Oh, Lavar's Bugging Out again, man. That's all he does, you know? Yeah, he just needs, his son needs to go like, Dad, I need you to just shut the fuck up. Don't say yeah. nothing. I just need you to shut the fuck up. Let me get drafted. Do what I have to do, and we're going to make this happen. But for right now, I just need you to shut the fuck yeah. up. You get in your lane. You ain't yeah. the one with no talent out here. Yeah, you ain't playing no ball. Now, I, 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 maybe you can enlighten me. Because I was told earlier, I don't have the proper eye. And, and what I did was I did a lot of research. Research. John Michelle Basquiat Payton was sold for a hundred and oh, yeah. almost eleven bill million dollars at an auction. Yeah, so that's I, I, I look I I don't know your opinion, but I'm gonna tell you my opinion. I must have looked at thirty, forty or more paintings by Basquiat today just for a mental picture. Each one of these paintings look shittier than the last painting I just seen. I mean, this is, to me, just a heroin-addicted madman with uh, uh, with some paint, an easel, and a canvas. I ain't seen shit that looked like anything worth a damn. Yeah, that, that, that picture that went for $115 million, I don't know what the fuck that was. It looked like my daughter could do that. I mean... I don't know how in this now I'm not mad at his family and I'm not mad at his estate to go get this brother's family get yours you know what I mean yeah. but when this society decides what's what like when they say that we are making you and you're great I mean because they called that picture a masterpiece and I'm looking at this picture and I'm going this is bullshit some of his paintings just have writing in them yeah, I'm I not an guy. I don't. I I can't. I don't know. I don't know what people's what I see. What people call as great art, I look at it like, what the hell is that? Okay. Sometimes it, to me, it looks like etch a sketch. And then he then he draws these like robotic men, who who look like bad robots. Uh, lost in I don't know. Your generation might have never seen Lost in Space. Well. Back then, robots would have big round bellies and square heads. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a box of one now. And, and one of the pictures I love, this one is my favorite. I'm going to actually post this when it, with this uh, show. One of them is like a black drawing guy. I mean, a pitch black. Now, his right foot is going normal, right? Mm-hmm. His left foot is obviously broken at the ankle, so it's going if you were looking at a clock, his left foot is at nine o'clock, but his toes 
nails are back at three o'clock. <laughs> and, and it's not a painting of a foot. It's like if you're, a child took the, you know, like the, the turkey hand that you draw around the turkey hand. That's the way he drew the foot. <laughs> now these shits are going for hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's a turkey hand foot. In, not even in color. It's pitch black, like black ink completely through. Oh, that's crazy. Now, I, some things in this world I just don't get. So I'm going to tell you now, Basquiat, I don't get. I don't give a brat's ass if Jay-Z promotes him 100 times on a million songs. I, I don't follow trends. Because you say something's good doesn't mean it's good. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, here's something. And how's the weather in New York City? Because this is going to make this question make more sense. Well, right now, it's like yesterday was like 90-something. Right now, I think it's like 80-something. Okay. Has New York been overran with the rompers? Oh, no, guy rompers? Yes, men rompers. I haven't seen them yet in the city. Now, and I, I would think that if any place first would bump up rompers, would be Harlem. So no, no, Harlem's not wearing all them. Harlem's not wearing a onesie. Okay. <laughs> now, now, someone asked me the other day. It's like, what's the difference between a romper and overalls? It's 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 a it's a big difference. Overalls are meant like that. <laughs> okay, you got the stupid bib. It is kind of basically the same, just a different style. It's like calling. Okay, you got a sneaker, and then you got another person that would call them uh uh athletic shoe. Yeah. So basically, technically, it's the same shit. Fresh well, Prince was wearing a outfit. Well, with the mechanic outfits that they wear out of L.A., LA the Dickies, the all-in-one. Yeah, but, uh, oh, man, I, I am not with this. Uh, I'm not for it either. If a one-year-old, I mean, the only thing that's different between a man's romper and a child's romper is they're missing that cartoon character on the front. Yeah, only a woman should be in the romper, but First I don't know, all, men, wearing, men wearing skirts now, so. Rompers. A lot of them are tight, so they're nut huggers. You want everybody in the world to see your nuts. <laughs> this is what you want. I, and first of all, to get out of a romper, right? You what about you gotta you gotta kind of pull it all down? So you had <laughs> so you had a Yankee game, and the dude next to you is wearing a romper, so he's pulling his whole outfit off like he's a fucking superhero. <laughs> <laughs> so his ass is out, his, his junk is out. I mean, just so you could be stylish. Yeah, no, thank you. You shouldn't reach up in the air and your pants go raises up. Yeah, and your yeah. nutsack hang out too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. I am, I am a hundred percent anti romper, but I heard that the romper has hit the strip. So you will see the romper in Vegas. You will see the romper in Vegas. I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to have my camera with me all the time. Sneakily take a picture of rompers. Mm-hmm. And nowadays it's easy to snap a, a sneaky photo. Depending on how the person looks, I might walk up to them and interview them real quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you know what? I, 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 it depends on how you approach them. I think they're going to be very proud as though that they're sporty. 
How comfortable is that romper? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there nuts in your ass? <laughs> Come on. You can see how comfortable it is by how tight it's going to be on the person. Yeah. <laughs> but guys are wearing ultra slim jeans now, so I'm like, yeah, they don't um, stop. Yeah, they don't give a ratchet. Yeah. Now, I mean, to really, to really pump off that romper, so you have your romper and your flip-flops and your little man bag, and you don't know what the fuck you are. You're, 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 you're part infant. You're, you're part female. You're part, uh, what is that, uh, man? Uh, you know, I, I don't even know, man. It's We reached a point where we, we're just crazy. Because what's next from after the romper? Who the fuck thought about, I'm going to target grown-ass men with onesies? Who? Caitlin. This is crazy. I don't want to be seeing anything that Caitlyn Jenner might be in. Yeah, man. Put it this way. You don't want to be, I don't want to, now you can literally, and I can see this shit now. People going to these barbecues and blah, blah, blah. And you can literally wear the same exact outfit as your woman. Yeah. I always said, even with the jeans these days, some guys be shopping in their women's closet. You know, well, that shit would never work for me. I am just too big. I couldn't fit anything. I can't fit a T-shirt my wife on, man. <laughs> I am just too yeah, big a I'm guy. I'm going in the store and say, let me get a size two. A size two. No, thank you. Size two. I can't get that shit over my head. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, you know, I I, I just look around sometimes and, I, and I, I'm just confused. And it's and that's one of the ones that really confused me, this this. How all of a sudden it's like from zero to sixty, it's zero, and then the next thing you know, we're at sixty, and rompers have taken off. I think and, I think we uh, evolved because remember it was like when dudes would do certain things, they would be considered like metrosexuals. Like oh yeah, that was the word I was trying done. to think of. And now uh, then men started went went from the baggy pants in the nineties to these tight pants. Then men started wearing leggings. Then they started wearing skirts, and now it's rompers. Next is high heels. Oh, yeah. Well, we already got man makeup. If you go to a good department store, there's man makeup sections. Oh, that's crazy. See, we crossed the line when we started as men. It became totally acceptable to start getting your eyebrows all done. Men's eye. There's no need for us to wax our eyebrows. They are what they are. Okay, now I can understand if you got that uni, uni brow, you want to clean that up. But if you just a regular got a regular eyebrow, why did your eyebrow need to be done up? Yeah, I what? don't know why. I mean, okay, we do that. There's man weaves. <laughs> there's man weaves. Then there's paint on man hair. Paint on hair. You could literally, I'm bold as a billet. If I went to the right barber in the right neighborhood, I could legitimately leave the barber shop today and look like I got a small Caesar, a Caesar, a full Caesar. Yep. I mean, you might, by Saturday, it might leak out a little bit. Yeah, well, stay out of the <laughs> rain. But see, I'm using it for tonight just to go to a party. If anyone don't know what it looks like, Google Carlos, Carlos Boozer here. 
Well, see, now that's extreme, and that's really bad. <laughs> but I watched, I watched a video of a guy going to a barber on Google, I mean YouTube. He had messed, he had fucked up hair. And what I call fucked up hair, and I, I'm, I'm a proud black man, but Kevin Garnett, I mean, Kevin Durant has got some of the worst fucking hair known to mankind, and he has a season. It's just messed up. Next time you see Golden State Warrior play, take a look at Kevin Garnett's head. It's not even a smooth season. It's horrible. I look at it. I, I thought no one here could get worse than uh, Jimmy Butler. No, no. Kevin, I mean, Kevin Durant's hair is like, Kevin Durant's hair looks like what should be the hair that's underneath a ball sack. Like, <laughs> not open, but not where you can see it at all. Like, hidden under the taint, the hair and the taint area is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's hair on his head. And, and it's, it's, it's like patchy. It's horrible. Right? But I've seen a guy like that. He went to this barber. This fucking guy started working his magic with this can of shit and lining it up and spraying. This dude walked out of there. He looked like he was 22 years old with a head full of hair. He even put waves in it. I was like, how the hell he put waves? This dude's hair was busted. He left the barber. He was fly as hell, you know. He was walking like the um, I'm gonna get you sucker. Only thing he didn't have was the uh, the fish in his shoes, cause that's how he was walking on air. He he went in at zero, left a hero. Oh man, he was he was the man when he walked out of there. It was awesome. They have those uh, but that black face that that damn black paint they put on you, it's pretty bizarre. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. If you go go bold, just go bold. Just wear a hat. Just go bold. Why are you going in to get your head spray painted? No, no, no. I mean, you know I, I have a friend who um, hair liners we see and it, 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 it's at the point where he has now like a V as a hairline. <laughs> and, and, and my brother asked him, like, hey, what's going on? It's time to cut your hair. He's like, oh, my head's too big to go bald. And I'm like, dude, just go bald. Pretty sure it's dudes with your size head that's bald. And you want to know something? The person that'll get used to it first will be you. And hopefully it doesn't happen to them. And I've known guys it happened to. It doesn't happen to you in your 20s or in your super early 30s. But if you live long enough, most of us, for some reason, as men, we lose our hair. And for most of us, it's not going to be that big a difference. People are going to look at you. They're going to grow accustomed to you. It's going to be the norm. They're going to forget what you look like with hair. I might rock the George Jefferson, though. See, uh, the George Jefferson is a (laughs) no-no. Now, that's a personal taste. But (laughs) I, I always say this one. I always say this one. Especially since when I was a young man, I had mohawks. I had uh, arrowheads. I've I've been blonde. I've been blue. I've been green. I've been rainbow head color. (laughs) So I've had everything that you could think done to hair. I've even had half a head of hair, just half. No eyebrow, half. (laughs) Okay? But that shit does not compare to a guy with a big ass round ball spot. That <laughs> takes the cake. And put it to this way. The hairdo is so bad, 
Think about what hairdo clowns picked. <laughs> clowns didn't pick a mohawk. They didn't pick an arrow. They picked a big ass. Think about homie the clown. Yeah. They have people walking around with home, and they get that shit lined up. Yep. And now you got this big U-horn in the middle of your head, and you think that looks normal? Society has deemed it normal. But it's not normal. It is an abnormal look. So if you only had two choices, the George Jefferson or the comb-over, what would you take? (laughs) Well, you know what? You better keep a low George Jefferson. (laughs) The comb-over, comb-over is something a woman might have to pull off. But not a guy. I hate to see a comb over when you have like maybe four strands of hair and they comb it over, but you can still see there's, there's a big ass ball spot in the middle. Like, okay, I love, uh, what is it? Pardon the interruption. I don't know if you ever see it. Tony Kornheiser has like eight strands of hair that he gets lined up. And I always say, why doesn't Tony just cut this shit off, man? It's only eight. I mean, it's so little that it's like three strands above each ear. You can use a scissor. It look it makes him look like he's always dying of cancer. <laughs> it always looks like can it doesn't look healthy. Oh my god. When your hairdo makes you look unhealthy, change your hairdo. Yeah, definitely. You can't be walking in with a Paul Heyman in the ponytail, just a ponytail in the back. Yeah, yeah. Paul Heyman is like it's almost my beard is thicker from top to bottom. Then Paul Heyman's hair is around. <laughs> it's the same with Hulk Hogan, too. He walked around with that little ponytail in the back. Oh, Just yeah. Cut it yeah. Off. He Go tried ball. to hide it until he was working under a, uh, you know, under a scarf. No, yeah, yeah. But it, you go hit the, hit the age where your hair's going to go. Yeah, if you live long enough, more than like, okay, we all got an uncle, a father, uh, 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 whatever. And that motherfucker got a strong-ass head of hair, and he's 69, 80 years old. That's some guys. Yeah. That's not every guy. This is, this is our sin. This is, this is the, the, the price we pay. We lose our hair. Yeah. Any, any day above ground is better, so. Yeah. And it's how, how gracefully you lose it. If it's going, embrace it. Like I like to say, let it shine, my friend. Let it shine. <laughs> it is not. Yeah, a I don't think I have the head for a, a baldy, but if that's my only option, then hey, what the hell else I'm gonna do? Wear a wig? You know what? You'll grow accustomed to it because the first time that you look at that big ass, uh, that you got everything's beautiful around it, and you know the first person who tells you, and they because they love you and they're honest, it's your barber, your longtime barber will tell you. It's been it's been my pleasure cutting your hair all these years, Nat. But cut it out. Oh, speaking of barbers, so I've been going to this barber for like the past five years or so. So now that I moved, I'm like, damn, I hate to keep going all the way downtown to go to the barber shop. Because when there's a barber shop right on my corner, the first time I went there, he don't speak English, so it kind of sucks. He cut my hair. It was a, it was a decent cut, but he cut my beard kind of too short. So the second time I went there, I was like, hey, just go across the bed. Then he cut my mustache too short. Like, fuck. <laughs> so I ended up going back to my old barber, <laughs> uh, who I didn't see like in a month. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just keep going back downtown. Now every time when I see the barber that's on my block 
is like a girl that you broke up with. Like, I can't look at him in his eyes. I can't. I feel like when I say hello, I gotta turn my head. It's it's an awkward situation now. But it's his fault. Yeah, it's, it's definitely his fault. Definitely. Yeah, it's one of those things. But you can go like this to him. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> I expect better. How about that? I expect better. But like he's a good Bible. Just uh, he he don't speak English, so it's hard to translate. Don't and there's nobody in the shop that, that that. No, nobody in that shop speaks English. I'm 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 going to kind of figure Dominican cats. Yeah, yeah. But Even my, what? my my old barber shop, my barber is the only one in the shop that speaks English. Everyone else speaks Spanish. But a point to a sign or something. I'm gonna tell you now. You can't take the chance because you're one. We're you're one distraction away from him zeking you real bad. Oh yeah, does doesn't grow back. Yeah, I mean he's. I'm talking about him taking that line. And moving that line where it looks unnatural back, and it's like a different shade of skin color. Yeah. And he's I ain't got gonna lie. The first, the first time I came from my old barber, and I saw him on the block, I had a towel on my head, so I put it over my head. I was like, "This is an awkward situation." Yeah, yeah. It's a breakup, but you know what? <laughs> what I do, I, I gave you three chances. One thing about breakups that I found out in the long run. They always were for the best. Yeah, definitely. I just like damn. Very rarely, very rarely do we break up with somebody that we're not supposed to break up with. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, just but you, you, know, you ain't got to see your ex every single day. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know what? You're gonna have to start learning how to walk and look like you're texting <laughs> as you go by. Use use it. I mean, everybody else uses the phone to ignore people. That's yeah, you how you do, hey, like, are you going to the barbershop? No, I'm not going to the barbershop today. I'm growing dreads. <laughs> <laughs> Rastafari, oh, he understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I just think if you go to have a, a business in America, you have to at least have some form of uh, remedial basic. If you're going to be a barber, you have to understand Caesar, Fade, uh, Not Too Much Hair, I shouldn't have to Google translate things for you. Well, damn, I thought those words kind of uh, translated over. Well, he cut my, man, he cut my mustache so thin, it didn't even look like I had a mustache. <laughs> he gave you a prince. Like I had a beard, but no mustache. Casey, so you were when young. I went to my old barber, I was like, well, just shape everything up, and I'll let the mustache grow back in. You made you Yamish. Because <laughs> that's what they do. They cut your chin here. They just leave a little bit of hair on your chin. I'm like, no, man, you, you saw what I came in here with, and it was already, you could see where the shape up happened. So just follow the old shape up. Yeah, no, this is this is best. This is best for all parties. Because he's going to, you know what he's going to do? You still got some, he's a good guy. And when he fucks you over, you're going to be like, I don't like this guy no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's best to I'll go to him when my other barber goes out of town. You know what? Make sure... You know your barber's schedule. You hit his ass that week before he go. Yeah, but sometimes he they Dominican, so they'll go to Dominican Republic for like a month. Oh, that's true. You don't have so you you're gonna have to get yourself a uh, uh, a side barber. Yeah, that my other barber was Jamaican, so <laughs> I, I always get a, a a crazy thing with barbers. My other barber was Jamaican, and he only worked he would work from like six p.m. 
onward. Well, I'm like, dude, I need a haircut in the morning. I can't wait Saturday till you get in the shop at six. Six o'clock at night on Saturday? Yeah, he would show up like about let's say the earliest he might get to the shop one time on the weekend might be four. But my, be my Dominican star? barber, I could I could get a haircut at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well that's normal. and that's when you want it Saturday. Matter of fact, you want to look fly all day Saturday, fresh. Yeah, I don't want to be in the shop, and then now I, it's 15 other people waiting for you in the barbershop. So, nah, I, oh, no, I stop going to him. See, he got tattoo parlor hours. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. I, like, no, I never heard you. of such a thing. Well, Ned, man, it's been real, brother. Let's wrap this one up and give these people our mathematics. As always, folks, sign up, subscribe to our YouTube page. We need those subscriptions. Um, you got to see that number grow. There's people watching the video, so at least hit the subscribe button, like, share, comment. You can find us on YouTube at NetBoyDoc. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The same handle, NetBoyDoc. Yes, yes. As always, it's our pleasure. Net just gave it to you in a nutshell. We need to hear from you. Comments, anything you'd like us to discuss. Anything that you think we're directly wrong on, you want to correct us, or you think was funny, or we're fucked up, whatever's on your mind, we love to hear from you, okay? And I'm just going to say, this is Doc, on behalf of Netboy Doc and Our World, peace.